Hello everyone, we have a wonderful episode for you today, but as a disclaimer, we had a few issues with our mic cable and the recording gets a little fuzzy near the end of our episode. If you are the type of person that demands superior sound quality, you might want to fast forward a bit through the fuzz. With that, enjoy your coffee. Welcome to Product Coffee podcast where product professionals from Ibotta share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. Grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jake Orland. I'm Bergen Devell. I'm Patrick Kuchikowski. I'm Jamie Douglas. And we have a special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Anissa Ehler. And what do you do at Ibotta? I'm a UX writer here. Fantastic. I think that kind of leads right into our topic for the day. Um, we'd love to learn a bit more about what UX writing is, um, how it works, why you do it, and why is it helpful? How does it create a better product experience? So I think probably to kick things off, can you tell us a little bit about what you do, what the role is, and how you approach it? Yeah. So I'll start by talking about what UX writing is. It's an iterative process used to create useful and meaningful copy to help users accomplish tasks. So that's a lot like the definition of what UX design is, and that makes sense because it's the same thing, just with a different medium. And so my role is essentially just making words that go in the app. Words that go in the app, does that also extend to other parts of you know, the overall product at Ibotta, or do you just stick with the app? <laughs> the reason why I ask is because things like internal tools are the things that are near and dear to my heart, and so I wonder how much you're involved with, um, you know, an internal, you know, setup or an internal form or something like that. Is that something that UX writers are typically involved with, or are they only really in, like, the externally facing part of the product? Yeah, it really depends on, I think, the size and the shape of the company. I'm the only UX writer at Ibotta, so I am spread across across a lot of different squads and so my focus primarily has been on um you on the on our product on our user facing product although ux writers definitely can work on internal tools and really help just on anything that has an interface and where words go on the interface and help users accomplish tasks and users can also be employees and internal folks too nice how did you get started in UX writing? Um, that's a great question, and I think that kind of like you guys or like UX designers, um, the way that you fall into this field is is just like that. You you just fall into it. Um, a lot of UX writers kind of start organically and like end up doing UX writing internally because no one else was doing it. Um, my particular route was like a lot of UX designers, I think they were a designer for forever and they were like, this isn't quite landing with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, that's kind of how I felt too. So I have a, a long history in writing of all shapes and sizes. I'm, um, I have a journalism degree, so I've done journalism and then I ended up in marketing for a super long time and I wasn't. I wasn't. I just wasn't very happy with marketing anymore. It felt kind of. It started to feel kind of hollow to me. Um, 
So I took kind of like a pause in doing that and I did project management, um, which is pretty close to product management. So I really appreciate what you guys do day to day because it was the hardest job I've ever had. Um, and it made me grow and stretch in a lot of ways that no other job has made me do. But it, when it was over, I was like, oh my God, thank God. But also, it <laughs> uh, made me realize how much I love writing and how I wanted that to do to be my thing, but I didn't want to go back into marketing writing. So I was kind of waiting for a sign from the universe, and the universe handed me this article that mentioned UX writing. And I was like, oh my God, what is that? It says writing in it, but also it says UX. <laughs> um, and I worked with designers and UX designers for a long time, but never really thought that it was like a thing that I would want to do. Um, but I looked up this term and I researched it a lot. And, and when I look back on that moment, like literally that second when I found, when I came across that word, everything about my life was different. It was like one of those moments in your life. Um, so I researched it a lot. I talked, I started talking to a bunch of people in the industry, like at Google and Envision and stuff, just reaching out to anyone that I could to tell me about what UX writing was and, and make sure that it was the thing I wanted to do. And at the time there, there's stuff like this now, but at the time there was no education in UX writing because it was, and is still so new. So I thought the next best, best thing would be a UX design course at General Assembly here in Denver. So I did that. It was a three-month-long immersive program, like nine to five-plus homework hours. So I was literally, like, pushing pixels around on a screen for, like, 12 hours a day in Sketch, and I loved it. It was so awesome. Um, and it was the best thing for me because I knew how to write. I just didn't know how to UX. And this thing, this course taught me everything that I needed to know. Plus, I did my own research and, you know, read books, read, like, literally anything that was out there that existed on UX writing. Um, and I applied that. I took every opportunity that I could on our projects in this design course to do UX writing and, like, really practice it. Um, and, like, built up my portfolio that way. And then three days before graduation, I got a job, which was this job. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. What does, what kind of impact does good UX writing have on a product? Everything. Um, good writing in a product is, like, part of the story that we tell as a company so for instance, I bought a We Make an App, right? Um, and the words on the screen are like a, such a huge part of the story that we tell to our users. And telling a story is everything because humans love stories. We love communicating via stories. We're so enraptured and mesmerized by stories. We remember things better when it's told to us as a story. Um, and stories let us take really, really complex ideas and distill it into something that is fun, is memorable, like, and makes us care about it. And we've been telling stories and listening to stories since before we, we had a language, right? So writing and everything else in the experience too, the design and, you know, the interactions and all that kind of stuff all ladder up to tell the story about what we do, what, what, 
emotions we want our users to feel, what goals we want them to accomplish. And, um, and that's just, it's so important. It makes people want to use your product, right? It makes them want to come back. It makes them repeat users. It makes them feel like you understand them and you relate to them. And like you can have a really well-designed app to tell a story, except without the words, it doesn't really say anything, right? Um, so another way to think about it too is that if your app is like the most frequent touch point of, of your for your users, your like our app is the complete digital manifestation of Ibotta and everything that we do and everything that we want them to do and everything that our partners like literally everything is distilled into this one app. So if you think of that app as like a person, it's kind of like a support agent. And our users are talking to the support agent every time they use the app. Every single interaction is just part of an ongoing conversation that they have with a rep. And you can't really have a conversation without words. So all of the things that make up a good conversation between two people um, those same tenets apply to to good UX. Um, it's turn-based, so I give you space to talk and you give me space to talk. It's um, goal-oriented. It is friendly. It's human. It doesn't feel like you're talking to a robot or a tree. <laughs> um, it's uh, cooperative. It's honest, hopefully. Um, just all of those same principles that you know, that make having this conversation, you like feel good. Um, those th same things apply in a product too. And this is, I'm ripping this off of a concept that's really explored in the book, Conversational Design by Erica Hall, which is such a fabulous book. And I really recommend that anyone read it, including PMs and engineers and designers too, not just writers. How many of those things that you described, like friendly, human, conversational, are universal UX writing tenants versus, you know, specific to maybe our product? Because I know that that's that's a voice we have as being very friendly and being very conversational. So, um, how much, how many things are universal and how many things are unique to us? Yeah, I would say it's all universal, regardless of the personality of the product. It's just the is that's where voice and tone comes into play, right? It's like the, it's the texture of the voice and the tonality that makes a difference between the way that you speak and the way that I speak or the way that um, Google talks to us through their app versus, versus us. Um, so voice and tone really comes into play there. But UX writing, like the, the main goal is helping users accomplish tasks, but kind of the best way to do that is to make it feel natural. And the way to make it feel natural is to make it feel like you're engaging with a human and not a piece of software or a robot or technology. So um, that's pretty universal as a UX writing best practice is make it feel, just make it feel human and authentic and it makes people just want to use your product and makes it feel real. I'd love to understand with those principles in mind, how does that either align with or differ from marketing strategy and how do your groups work together? 
um, to create that kind of consistent, ideally hopeful, hopefully a consistent message to the user. Yes. Yeah. yeah, totally. So um, like I was saying before, marketing and, and product writing are, are quite different as they should be because they have totally different goals. But voice, voice and tone, regardless of in-app, out-of-app, in an email or in a push notification, they should all sound like they're coming from the same person for consistency. And consistency is really important in your voice and tone because if it sounds like a different person is talking to you from the same company, it's so easy for your users to lose trust and be, and be really off-put by it. And mm. it's like, this company is shady. Like, why are they... They're so weird. Why do I feel so different at different times when I'm using the app? Um... So as far as as far as strategy goes, pro- and one of the reasons why I was so drawn to UX writing is UX writing, the ultimate goal, like I said, is to help users accomplish goals, right? And I know I'm not saving whales over here with like my <laughs> error messages and tooltip copy, but it's, <laughs> it's nice to know that the goal of my writing is to help people like gain clarity and understanding and get stuff done. Marketing is a totally different strategy. They're, you know, user acquisition and getting people in the funnel and keeping people engaged and retaining them um, outside of the app. So if you look at the customer journey where, and there are some gray areas, but where I, where marketing stops and I begin is basically as soon as they pick up the app and go into the app, that's me. Before that, and outside of the app is all marketing. And this kind of, this is pretty much the same, I think, across companies. Mm-hmm. Some UX writers will do like transaction, transactional emails mm-hmm. that are triggered in the app, and marketing will do like, you know, the promotional stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we do it here is all emails, even push notifications, that's all owned by marketing because it's all promotional based and getting people to do stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Persuasion. Gotcha. Um, I would say that's that's the biggest difference. They're persuading, I'm helping. And I'm allowed to say this because I come from marketing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to rag on marketing at all. They have a super important job. Can you tell us about your relationship with product design and how do you work with product designers? What does that partnership look like? Yes. So, UX designers, and we call them product designers here, I work the closest with them more than anyone else at the company, and that's as it should be. I actually could stand for us to work even more closely together, because I don't think that you can have a great design without great copy, and you can't have great copy without great design. And we, we use the same process, right? We use the same set of tools. And, es- and especially here, because I'm in Figma, we use Figma, and our designers use Figma, and I use Figma too. And a lot of companies have their writers like outside of the design tool using Google Docs and stuff. It's even more integrated here, which is, which is really awesome. But we're also pulling from the same user experience principles, that whole philosophy, all of the all of the rules and best practices that inform good UX design inform good UX writing too. There's so much crossover. 
Um, so I would say that they're basically the same, except my medium is words and their medium is pixels. So really we should be working together as often as possible, as soon as possible from beginning to end, from ideation and research, all the way through until you know we're handing it off to the devs and bug bashing and all that. So I know we as PMs have talked a lot about story writing and building up this concept amongst the stakeholders. As we tend to try and craft a little bit of that business vision, we oftentimes are coming in with very heavy business business language as well. So how do you recommend that PMs bring topics to you? How do you interject yourself into the process early so it's certainly not the CEO has settled on this word or this copy and you haven't had a chance to craft some of that? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen here at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun and, and interesting game to play because... Every project is, is so different, and, and on some projects we do have this, our CEO having a huge design hand in it, and that's that's fine, and you know that's part of the job, and he should because our CEO in particular is incredibly smart and has really good ideas, and like has a fairly good eye for design, which is awesome. Um, and his intuition on words is similarly good but yes there are definitely times when I really have to push back on like we should not be using that word or that phrase for these reasons and so they're kind of layers of defense I think it's like here's my recommendation if you don't like that or here here my here's my recommendation recommendation based on our voice and tone you know what words we're already using the app um does it align with our voice does it sound totally outside of our personality and also leaning on research that we have already done so do we already know that users resonate or don't resonate with this particular word or concept um, and then best practices in the industry you know looking up at competitor apps and seeing what they're doing if it's at all similar or can be extracted to apply to what we're working on if that doesn't work and he's very insistent. Um, I I would talk to research and see if we can test it um, before he is so he and uh, anyone else is like so invested in it that it becomes a part of the app. Um, if I feel that strongly about it, and I mean ultimately it's it's his baby. So if he is like, no, I have really good reasons for this, and he has heard me out, and I've had the opportunity to push back and like speak on behalf of the user. And I mean, usually there's some sort of compromise that happens. I don't think I've ever had to like totally back down from something that I felt really strongly about. If I feel strongly about it, then he will know and you guys will know. Um, so that that's kind of my strategy and this strategy for any piece of copy I, I write really, like it should always be grounded in research and tested when and if possible and looking at what other people are saying and doing and just making sure that it's super super solid and always focused on um, the needs of the user. 
So to build a little bit off of that, I know you're now dealing with wow, a dozen PMs, and all of our thing is number one to us. So <laughs> is there any anti-patterns or things you wish PMs weren't doing? Let's get the dirt. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. And honestly, this is a problem that writers everywhere face and probably will always face which is that we're not brought in soon enough because writing is often seen as um, the icing on the cake or the last step or just the polish that it needs before it's shipped off to development. And that makes sense because everyone in this room is literate and can write and you can't necessarily design, right? So writing feels more natural and more approachable to you than doing design so whereas doing design you might be like oh my god no I need my designer like like stat like there's no way I can even wireframe this up with writing you can like throw some placeholder copy up there and be like that's cool until we can get Anissa in here and see it and so my mine and UX writers everywhere our request would be Anytime you're looping in a designer, make sure you are looping in the writer and the researcher for that matter, because they have insight that we like s such a fat, like a fountain of knowledge in their brains at any one time that is virtually untapped if we're not um, getting them in as soon as possible. And the reason why it's important to bring us bring me and the research in at the beginning is because it really saves time down the line um, and I can be there in the beginning and you know wireframing and sketching and all of that because the words shape the experience the message the message that we're putting on each screen really shapes the design of that screen and the story of the rest of the flow right so if we know what we're trying to communicate in so many ish words and what that message necessitates in terms of design and you know supportive copy and stuff. If you know that from the wireframing stage, it's going to save time later on when you get to low fidelity, high fidelity mockups. That's what I want to do here. And then I realize like there's not enough copy on here, or we actually need a whole nother screen, or we need another, we need a tooltip, or this actually doesn't make sense at all, and then it just ultimately saves time and um, potentially frustration, and just having all of the brains in there from the beginning is really ideal. If you could point people to kind of the poster child of good UX writing, of course I bought it, but like, <laughs> no. Um, if there's like an industry best standard or an industry standard that you look to as kind of like the role model for what UX writing could and should be? Like what, what company comes to mind for you? Probably no company in particular. Um, a lot of apps do it well. Um, Google's always a good example from a, like a, kind of like a starting point, because we have a lot more personality than, than Google does. And <clears throat> but Google does a really good job of making really technical, complicated things and putting it in plain language. And plain language is so important for really any app, no matter how technical you are. So Google's a good one for inspiration. Um, Slack is excellent in yeah. terms of 
their um, microcopy and just feeling so personable and human. And honestly, they do it in a bunch of words, a bunch of words that <laughs> are filler, but it makes the experience so much more fun. Mm -hmm. And the app is just, it's just a delight to use mm -hmm. when you come across those, those little snippets. Um, Headspace is another really good example of truly seamless and harmonious copy and design working together. And they do it in pretty few words, but their imagery and their interaction design is like so incredible that like their onboarding is forever pages long, but you don't really notice because it's because you know that they really want to help you. And they do it in a, in a lot of screens, but you're like, I don't care because this is, I'm not even noticing that I'm answering all these questions and setting up my profile. It's a really good example too. Cool. Yeah, I think probably to, to close things up here, if you wouldn't mind leaving our listeners with, with one final piece of advice, I would say speaking to the people who work at companies who do not have UX writing, what suggestions could you offer them to improve the UX writing quality for their products? Hire a UX writer. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, anyone who's not, whose job isn't to write, they shouldn't be writing. They shouldn't have to, right? It's such a complicated and hard job that one person shouldn't be tasked with doing all that. It's just not, it's just not fair. If you have to pull in a marketing writer and get their thoughts get them to polish it if you have a marketing writer um freelance out to a ux writer if you can um but if you don't have those options either um there's there's plenty of literature out there these days on how to speak with plain language and just how to notice copy more i think the thing is like a lot of companies who don't have the resources for that they don't really think about it very much and they don't understand how important it is to the whole experience of the app and how important it is to their users to under to have clarity and and feel like you know this app is trying to help them and not like just create a really frustrating experience for them or just to be a robot so um just if you're a ux designer or pm um help out where you can just read some articles on medium there's so many out there and just having it in your brain and being aware of it that alone will will get you part of the way and improve it for sure thank you for joining us today yeah.